Hey guys, and welcome to a new episode of the Nothing But Real podcast. I'd like to let you all know that we are now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. I'd like to thank you all for listening, rating, and following this podcast. If you aren't following us, we'll be posting a ton of new content and podcast information on our official Instagram page and Spotify in the coming weeks. Now in today's podcast, we'll be discussing the Detroit Pistons, the NBA Finals, and the future of the NBA. All right, so I wanted to start off the conversation by uh, talking about the Detroit Pistons. They got the first pick. I think it's been almost more than a decade since they got the first pick. Yeah, Yeah, it's been like like 50 years. But if you both want to start on who you think it's going to be. Well, um, with the first pick, um, I think it's got to be Cade Cunningham because – I think it's got to be Kate Cunningham because he's like looking at all the draft prospects. He's looking like the most complete package. Um, good. We need a point guard right now because Killian Hayes he isn't doing much for us. I know he's young, but we need someone who can play make play defense and shoot. Yeah, I, I completely agree with the Kate Cunningham pick. I mean, we saw right from the jump when the Pistons got the lottery pick. He was all on Instagram Live, excited to play in Detroit. I think he's a great fit for the culture. Uh, he's a competitor. He's a great player. Um, and there's just a lot of hype that I, I saw the other day. Uh, they sold the most tickets prior to a season starting since the Blake Griffin trade. So there's just a lot of hype. Um, and I think Detroit would be a great fit for him. I mean, yeah, but we did draft Killian Hayes. But so if we get Cade, he's, Killian Hayes is pretty much going to be obsolete. Like, we're not going to need him anymore. Um, I guess he could be part of, like, a trade package. But if you want to keep Killian Hayes... We could go for someone like Jalen Green, who's had some pro experience, and I mean he can do it all on the offensive side, and he's lengthy um, on the defensive side, so he can he can definitely do something there too. I think I think you uh, made a great point by saying that he was really excited because there's been a lot of trade speculation, because um, there's a lot of teams in the league, especially the Thunder, who have um, there's rumors that they offered Shy as well as the sixth pick in the draft for. Uh, the, the Pistons first pick so what do you guys think about that trade proposal because in my opinion I think you know Shai is a great point guard um, but at the same time it would make Killian Hayes again obsolete so what would you do with that situation and if that trade went through what do you guys think we would do with the sixth pick um, well personally uh, based on like previous draft picks and stuff like that when the Pistons haven't had a high, higher draft pick, they seem to have a way of uh, messing things up and not exactly picking the right fit or the best talent, which not isn't necessarily their fault. They obviously can't predict the future. But I think when you have a, a pretty sure thing of getting a very solid player in Cade Cunningham, I think you can't really pass up on that opportunity. No knock on Shy, He's a great player. But I think Cade is definitely the way to go. That's all true, but um, when you look at Shea, he's pretty young right now. Although he hasn't led the Thunder to anything, he's looking like he can develop into something big. And on top of that, there are pretty great prospects later in the draft near the sixth round. Like we can get Jonathan Kominga or Keon Johnson, people like that, to add on to the roster, just more young players who can develop the team into something bigger in the future. Yeah, I mean, Michael's definitely right. Like we got like Darko Milicic over like mellow and bosh but um if if we do get shy he's like he's established himself and he is young like Nikhil said and like he's averaging he's averaging like 
more than 20 a game and he's a great playmaker he's definitely going to be an all-star next year and for the sixth pick i think we could go with someone like like scotty barnes who's also great at defense he's he can run like a guard position he has handles he can shoot and he he brings a lot of energy that we usually see in detroit basketball that we want to see next year i think those are all honestly really great points um I think there's been a lot of discussion as well with uh, Cade, people making comparisons to LaMelo Ball because LaMelo has like shown that he's actually someone who can carry a team. Even though his team might be bad and they might not have a great record, he's someone who can make a great impact on the court, whether that be defensively and offensively. offensively. So I think the question is if they were to make a trade with, um, you know, with Cade, because he's really is the consent. He, like everyone knows that he's going to be, be picked first because he's, you know, I'll, it's always known that the top three picks are exponentially better than the rest of the lottery picks. But it's clear that Cade is much better than the than everyone else on the board. Um, but anyways, what I want to really ask is, do you think he has the same talent as like LaMelo? in terms of scoring or do you think he is being like it's overhyped so i think i think he's like he's not not like more complete but he's more he's he seems more composed on the court than lamello sometimes but i think lamello is definitely better like even going into the draft lamello had a higher ceiling cuz I mean, he's played pro like the last three years. He can shoot, pass, rebound, pretty much do everything. I mean, Cade hasn't really played against the same type of talent. And I mean, he he did great, but you could see in the March Madness, like things all didn't things didn't always go the way that we think they would go with Cade Cunningham. But so I don't think he has like that. Lamelo Ball type talent, but I think he's like maybe like a not a Walmart version, but maybe like a tier one B if he's one A. Uh, I mean, I agree that the skill set is of Lamelo is definitely a little bit better than that of Kid Cunningham's, but I think there's something to be said um, for college athletes versus people who choose to go the professional route, and that being that I believe uh, the college athletes possess more uh, grit and more competitiveness than the people who choose to go and get paid early. I think it says a lot that you will, you're willing to pass up uh, a contract and an opportunity to make money in order to represent a school um, and try to, despite Cade being at a school like OSU where he didn't have the best team surrounding him, he was still willing to put that team on his back and get down to work. And like I said, I think that the fact that he possesses that trait is a great culture fit for Detroit basketball. Yeah. Um- I got to agree with Trey on that one that, you know, Cade is kind of a similar player, but he is a lower tier kind of to the LaMelo ball. You know, as he chose to go pro, a lot more experience through that. And with interviews from LaMelo, you can see that it's a lot more physical playing pro where he was. And on top of that, he was also averaging high numbers where he was um, playmaking well. So, I mean... I just think so far you can't just you can't say that Cade is on the same level as LaMelo Ball. Yeah, and I mean Michael talking about like grit and everything. So I, I see what you mean with like he he passed up all the money up front to go the college route, but LaMelo did play on like three or four technically professional teams against like grown men where he definitely had to 
kind of work a little harder to do what Kate is doing at the college level. So I think even though like Lamelo seems just like you know goofy and funny all the time, I think he definitely has the grit that Kate has, or even more than he has. Yeah, I I definitely agree with Shrey. Um, having that professional environment in the beginning at such an early age has definitely helped him mature because you know, we all saw like the Ball family is like notorious in terms of like how they try to like you know get attention, especially their dad. But it's it's clear that he's matured because of his, of his experiences and playing against people who are not only like mentally mature but also like physically mature. They're huge. Like you know, I understand like how you can think that playing like not taking that money up front and going and playing college basketball getting that education could show that he has more grit or he has more heart or his mind is in like he's it's not he's not for the money but I think that LaMelo I think his only prior the reason his dad and him made that decision is because his only priority is to get better physically so to give him that challenge of okay I'm not going to go into the college I'm going to only be focusing on improving my game against people who are considered professionals in terms of how much time they put into the sport. You know, they don't have to study. They just are just focusing on getting their body right and performing, right? So that definitely gives them an edge in terms of the physicality. So I've seen a lot of reports showing that, oh, they compare him to LaMelo, but I, I wouldn't go that far, really. But I think it's really it's really awesome that the Pistons got that first pick. It shows that they're going the right direction, especially since the Blake Griffin trade that like ended horribly. Um, you know, Blake played really well his first year, especially like he was like his leg was messed up and he was still playing. But since then, I think they traded way too many assets and uh, it's like they kind of like skipped that rebuilding mode. You know, I know like Philadelphia went like over like years of like rebuilding, but it, I felt like it was kind of a quick turnaround because now we have Sadiq Bey who just got called up for the U.S. national team. Um, and, you know, we have Killian Hayes. I don't know what we're, what we're going to do with him, but and now we most likely have Cade Cunningham as well. So I think it's the future is bright for Detroit. Hopefully they actually like they build a culture because I feel like that's something that's been missing for a long time. That like hard nosed basketball. That's what Detroit's known for. Um, but I wanted to shift gears uh, and talk about the NBA finals. And we were I actually planned this podcast like two days ago. Me and Shay wanted to talk about it. But um, and I was expecting to go and be like, oh, the Bucks are finished. But after last night's game, it's pretty crazy. And I wanted to see what you guys think about that. I mean, yeah, I think the Bucks, if they can play away like they do at home with Chris Middleton being consistent, Drew Holiday being consistent, and Giannis obviously going crazy back to back forty point games, if they can play like that all the time, they definitely have a chance to take it to six or seven and you know they shouldn't be some a team that you count out with if Giannis can keep this up and then if he has like a good cast like he did last game I think it's Bucks and six I don't know about Bucks and six uh four games in a row against the Phoenix Suns seems like a little bit of a stretch I do agree that if Giannis's supporting cast shows up that he has a very good chance of winning uh Giannis has just been an animal out there despite his leg injury he's been doing great um same can't be said for his teammates obviously last game there was more of a support cast there but it is frustrating and it, it watching it kind of reminded me of uh LeBron on the Cavaliers where he would he would go out he'd drop these insane stat lines and then still lose to the Warriors or whoever he was playing due to the fact that he just didn't have anyone around him to help um 
obviously Giannis isn't on that same level, but he's approaching it in his dominance. Yeah, uh, I, not necessarily the skill level of LeBron now. Yeah, I I totally agree because he's just he can do everything except shoot threes, obviously, and even that he's he's attempting it, and I've seen that he's trying to get better as a player. Um, but I would say that one thing he needs to improve on is his stamina because in those games with uh, when LeBron was playing. This dude would go out for like two minutes, then the other Golden State would go on a run, and he'd have to go back in immediately. And you wouldn't even notice that this man has been playing for like 30, 40 minutes straight, and this is his like like fifth game doing it, or like sixth game doing it straight. Because the the he literally like even in the Eastern Conf, you know, Eastern Conference Finals, he was carrying that Cavs team, um, and that's something I think that experience really teaches you. Um, I know you guys, I know like. With LeBron, he's done it so many times, and this is Giannis's first time. So, regardless of the outcome, I think it's like really cool to see that another player has the same willpower, but he really needs to work on his stamina. Yeah, and um, I gotta agree with Mike on this. I don't see Bucks and six, but I mean, I'm not counting out the I'm not counting out the Bucks yet because you know, if the Suns can keep it up with D book playing efficiently, CP3 also scoring, playmaking. McCall Bridges, Jay Crowder, <clears throat> all shooting well. McCall Bridges has been playing efficient, shooting, shooting a lot, shooting a lot. He's been shooting um, eleven shots a game, ten shots a game, shooting efficiently. And there's Cameron Payne, Cam Johnson on the bench, who've been playing well. But then again, if Giannis can be consistent with these crazy numbers, it's all depending on Chris Milton and Drew Holiday at this point. You know, they gotta help him a lot, help him out, and you know, play efficient and play good defense if they want to keep this run going. Yeah, and I think the difference between this team and uh, like the 2018 Cavs, for example, is that Giannis obviously has to do less. Like he has a, obviously a better supporting cast. Drew Holiday's a former all-star and he's amazing at defense. Chris Milton is an all-star and they have much better defense overall. Giannis is finally like hitting his free throws. He has that uh, one foot fight away Dirk jumper in his bag now. So I mean, no if they're if they're consistent, I think they have a really good chance, much better than the 2018 Cavs did. Um, I feel like the one factor you guys haven't talked about is D book. Uh, D book was like non-existent that game, and I don't think that's gonna ever happen. I think like he's gonna rise to the moment, especially since he's got veteran presence around him. He's got Chris Paul. He's got Jay Crowder. They're going to make sure that he's like, they're feeding him the ball, making sure that he takes more efficient shots. Um, and I don't think he can just be like, I you know, clearly like throughout the playoffs, D-Book has rose to the moment like consistently. Obviously, after he broke his, I think he broke his nose. I'm not sure what happens with his nose. But when he had the mask on, it wasn't working for him and he had to take it off. But since then, um, he's been, you know, it's not, he's not like a streaky shooter at all. He's like very consistent. I think this is just a bad game, but if they're able to like, if the Bucks are able to maintain that defense where they're able to not only contain Chris Paul, but make, make sure that he is not acting like that for the floor general, um, the Bucks have a, have a good chance. You know, it's kind of like this, you know, the Bucks have the best player, but the Suns are just clearly a better team, but which is crazy to say that because the Bucks spent a lot of money on Drew Holiday for this moment exactly like obviously you know we never we all thought that the nets were going to make to the finals and clearly destroy everyone that didn't happen so this is the reason drew holiday is here he's here to like be that third star and 
um, in those first two games, he was like really, it was trash. Let's be honest. Um, so if he can change it up, play consistently, play good defense, I think they have a chance. Um, and I think it's going to go to seven games, in my opinion. I hope it goes to seven games. Um, I just had like a quick thing I want to say about what you said. Like, I do agree that the Suns are the better team, but I think it's less about skill and more about experience. Like you said, how they have Chris Paul and Jay Crowder, where the best player um, skill-wise on the Suns has two veterans around him to coach him and help him with pace and whatnot, controlling the game. Whereas Giannis, the best player on his team, he really doesn't have anyone to help him with that. He's got to figure it out on the fly by himself and really work it out as he goes try to do his best i think the experience factor definitely plays a big role um especially this late in the playoffs when you're gassed your whole team is tired from such a deep run it's just um being able to control the pace uh making smart plays and yeah just controlling the ball and i think that this finals like actually proves that like cp3 is like officially like a good teammate like he makes everyone better like i remember like glenn like big baby he said Chris Paul is the worst teammate he ever had. I think he's just, like, dumb for saying that because it's clear to see that he's literally making everyone around his team better. Like, even when D-Book... I don't, I, don't, I don't even know why he sat out last game. Like, I checked. It wasn't, like, foul trouble. I was confused why he sat out for so long. But CP3 was still kind of rising to the occasion and doing his thing and making sure everyone gets theirs. Yeah, and he's obviously... We saw him drop 40, Um, so... CP3, if, if if his other teammates aren't playing well, we've seen him before when he was on Houston against Golden State when he dropped like crazy. I don't know what he dropped specifically, but he dropped a crazy amount. Uh, and same thing here. Uh, he's definitely like an X factor, but I'm really looking at uh, DeAndre Ayton. Um, I think he's probably the if he plays well, I think the Suns are good. You know, and the problem is is that he's not able to defend Giannis in the paint clearly after the last two games which is kind of crazy because DeAndre Ayton if you look at him you'd probably be like this guy is like perfect to to be able to defend Giannis but I don't know Giannis just has that freak athleticism so um if DeAndre Ayton is able to play defense well and then obviously um like destroy this <laughs> destroy the the Bucks in the paint that I think that's the x factor so do you guys have anything else you want to talk about uh with the finals or do you guys want to move on what do you, what did you guys want to talk? Because we originally wanted to talk about um, Golden State, but uh, Michael says my Golden State's irrelevant. So, um, uh, are we gonna talk about Golden? Oh, that was you. Yeah. All right, Shrey said Golden State's irrelevant. Are we gonna talk about Golden State. We, we, we can talk about Golden State and then like the future. Yeah. Sure, go ahead. Or top five all time. What do you do? Yeah, that's what I thought. Future. Future. Right yeah. Okay. I think. You want to do like a like? What do you think? Like, go ahead, go ahead. You guys go ahead. I was gonna say, oh, yeah, I was gonna say like, who do you think like five years from now is gonna be the top five in the I NBA? Yeah. Five years, um, in no particular order. Or do you want to? No, no, do order, order, do order, okay. do order. Yeah. Number one, I'm gonna go with Giannis, the best player in the league. Two, Luca. Three, I'm gonna uh, Trey. Re- really? Wow. Okay. Four, Zion. Five. Five's got me stuck. Come on, dude. Jay- Who do you think? Who do you think five? Tatum. 
Clearly. Oh, I don't know why I was missing Tatum. I was okay. going to swap Tatum. Okay. Tatum, Zion, Zion bottom. Zion's yeah, this, five, this is what I think. It's for, Number one's Luka. Number two is Giannis. Number three is uh, Tatum. Number four is Donovan Mitchell. And number five is... Uh, man, I think John Morant. But I, I don't know. I couldn't say... I, I can't say Zion because we don't know if he's going to be healthy. Um, that's the main thing. And... He's having a lot of trouble with his weight because he's just he's way too heavy. Injury free. I mean, if you're okay, I I would put him probably top top five, top three slashers in the league right now. I mean, he can't be stopped if he's cutting to the rim and he's giving the ball. No one's stopping him. He's a freight train. Um, I agree with that. I mean, if you're gonna put Giannis up there, I would say you have to put Zion pretty high up because, I mean, they're both. Yeah, Giannis probably has a more well-rounded game, but they both play a bully ball type thing where they're just going to run all over you. They're going to run the floor, get it inside, and bang you up and then just dunk on you or something. And I think if you're going to give Giannis the credit for that play style, which, I, I like I said, he definitely has a more rounded play style, but I think if you're going to give him credit for that, then you have to at least consider Zion to be a future top five. Yeah. All right, um... For my top five, I'd probably start with Giannis. For my top five, I'd probably start with Giannis and then Luca. Th- um, I would put Luca over him, but the thing is that, like, Luca, I haven't seen much of leading a team to playoffs and higher seeds and all that. I mean, Giannis does have a better team around him, but I can't say much just yet. And then for third, I'll have to go Jason Tatum. Fourth. Trey Young, and then fifth, Donovan Mitchell. Okay, okay, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know about Trey Young. I think, okay, I think it's gonna be Giannis, okay, Giannis, Luca, Tatum, and for fourth, I want to say Kevin Porter Jr. and then Donovan Mitchell. I think, I think Kevin Porter Jr. Take, bro. Yeah, he I, literally, he's like, he showed really, really good glimpses of his scoring ability. I think he can really be if he. Gets his playmaking up, and he's a good defender. He can definitely be another Harden, not 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 Harden if, obviously, but like a Harden-esque player. If you're gonna talk about Kevin Kevin Porter, what about Cam Reddish? All the NBA stars, all the top stars right now. Before he was even in college, we're saying this this kid's gonna be something. He's a great scorer, and I just I think if like you like I said, if you're gonna mention Kevin Porter, you have to mention Cam Reddish. Yeah. You saw what he did in that last game. What what do you have? Seven threes, eight threes. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's pretty effortless for him. It looked effortless that game. He's just a great scorer. Yeah, if he can, I guess, establish himself as a star, like not even a first option, because obviously Trey Young, but even as like a second or third, he can. He's definitely, he can definitely be a top five in the next five years. But he just didn't show as much as I think Kevin Porter Jr. did, and I think Kevin Porter Jr. could have showed even more if his team was actually like decent they're like trash but um yeah cam reddish i could i could even like put cam reddish slash donovan mitchell since i'm keeping kevin porter jr up there um but do you think that kevin porter being on a worse team has any influence on him being able to be perceived as a better score where he has more shot opportunities versus cam reddish who's on the hawks he's behind trey young he's got kevin herter to compete with john collins so he has three pretty solid players right there that he has to share the ball with already. 
whereas Kevin Porter is a, I mean, he's the future. Yeah, he's basically their their hopeful franchise player for the the Rockets. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying. Like I was saying, like if like that has like, like if Kevin or uh, Cam Reddish actually establishes establishes himself as a second or third option and and shows it which like that's why I said if because I, I don't know if there's like a high chance of that happening even though he has so much potential and that's why I was saying Kevin Porter Jr. is like another hardened he's going to be like a hardened-esque player because he's going to do all of it by himself like scoring all by himself he's going to be the ball handler he's going to take obviously most of the shots and it's going to make him look really good definitely better than Cam Reddish if Cam Reddish doesn't be the second star yeah that's something I agree with as well because Cam Reddish you know he's got this is another thing why I wouldn't put Trey Young in my top five um does Cam Reddish start for the he starts right he doesn't start yeah but like he was good at he was really good in the playoffs so I'm assuming he's gonna start next year hopefully um and the reason I don't put Trey Young is because he like you can't put Trey Young on it because I don't see that 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 team being as good as they were this year. Like they didn't have much competition in the East. Like in my opinion, like they, they I'm surprised they even got as far as they did. Like that team just played like exceptionally well. Um, I don't see how that's like reproducible um, in the long term. Also, Trey Young. Like, see, this is the thing. Like, even um, with a lot of stars that are like as like in his physicality, obviously, is very short. You know, he's a great shooter, but, like, when it comes to defense and stuff, he's going to be a liability. That's something that happened to Isaiah Thomas as well. I'm, obviously, I'm not comparing Isaiah Thomas and, you know, in terms of Isaiah Thomas and Trae Young in terms of skill because Trae Young is way better. But when it comes to defense, they need to have those pieces around them to kind of hide him, to make sure he, his defensive inab- his inability to play defense is, like, not, like, something that offenses take advantage of. So, you know, if they're able to, cr- like, build this and maintain this core piece where they have – you know, Bogdanovich, you know, Trey Young, a bunch of shooters and really great um, defensive presence as well. Obviously, he has a shot to be in the top five, but I just find that to be, like, way too hypothetical. I mean, yeah, I think they had, like, like a okay, obviously, like, an easier road to the Eastern Conference Finals than the Bucks did, but, like, they they look good against the Bucks, so I, I wouldn't say, like, they had, like, no competition. Also, no one expected them to beat the 76ers. Like, no one expected, like, the Monstars to take Ben Simmons' talent away. Like, he did not know what he was doing. I mean, he didn't I, really have talent in the first place. Yeah, I mean, I guess what the talent, the remaining talent he had anyways, before he goes to Shanghai Sharks. Um, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I, I'd say no one expected that. And, I mean, if Trey Young can exactly, like, reciprocate this run that he had uh, this season, I I think he could be in the top five, but... I mean, that's a big, big if. All right, guys. Um, yeah, I mean, the top five, They, I think the NBA needs to do a better job of marketing their new talent. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are still stuck in like, okay, it's LeBron, KD, and Steph. And I think there needs to be a lot more, like, you know, a lot more media presence around, you know, these guys like Luka, um, Donovan Mitchell. I think the main problem is is that they are all in cities that aren't like LA, New York, like that like huge media hype circus type of city. Um, I think maybe Devin Booker, Arizona could be considered, 
But, you know, the one star I do think that the media does focus on is Luca because he lives in Dallas. He's got a really uh, great owner in Mark Cuban. Um, but then that needs to be shared that all these like new stars need to be marketed well because in the next five to 10 years, those, those are the dudes who are going to take over. Um, but I wanted to shift uh, gears one last time for this podcast um, and talk about the Golden State Warriors as well as the Lakers. And we can just talk about it for a little. Um, what your opinions are on their season? What do you think is their future? What the future holds for those two characters? Oh, you want to do top five all time? Okay. Do that real quick. John, just do that quickly hey, we after. Can do, we can do both. We can do both real quick. Because that's like play. Okay. 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 We, well, we can we can we can go kind of uh, fast through this, but um, what do you guys think is going to happen to Golden State as well as the Lakers? You want to go fast? I mean, I said this before we started recording, and I wish I saved it because I got the the wow factor that people thought I was crazy. But um, I think people are forgetting entirely about what Golden State basketball was prior to the injuries that occurred, prior to Clay Thompson injuring his ACL and Steph Curry injuring his wrist. And my prediction is that you will see the Golden State Warriors in the finals next year competing for a championship. I think Steph Curry should have won the MVP. I think it was a robbery this year that he didn't. Um, Clay Thompson, the best spot-up shooter in the league. And it, they've only added pieces since they were that good, besides losing Durant, obviously, which I think was a downside for their chemistry. They still have Draymond. They ad- added James Wiseman. They have Oubre. They just have so many more pieces now that I think can contribute. Wiggins. Wiggins, too, exactly. So I just think there's a lot more there than people realize just because the main stars aren't on the floor. Okay, what do you think? Where do you think the Lakers are going to be? I think you're going to see the downfall of the Lakers continue. I think, I think A. Disney and LaMiki James <laughs> are are finished. I think they're going to have a good season. I think their regular season is going to be good. But like we were talking about earlier, they don't have any assets to trade up. So unless they sign someone, which I mean, I know there's been the rumor about Dame and all that going to the Lakers, which I don't know if they even have the salary cap for that. But unless they make some miraculous move, I think the Lakers are obsolete. I don't think that they are a championship. Well, they are a championship caliber team, but I don't think they're a championship winning team. So I, I saw it too. Like the Warriors are thinking about trading for Dame too. Yeah, yeah I saw that today. Yeah. Who would they trade? They'd have yeah. to trade like at least they have to trade Clay or or they have to trade Clay. I mean, Clay could move trade. to the small forward and I'd trade Clay Wiggins. I don't think that would work though, because I mean, Dame and Steph have pretty similar play styles where they like to dribble on the perimeter and yeah, and I mean, Steph became a spot up shooter once uh, yeah. Durant came. Yeah, but I think I think Curry's best basketball is when when he's, he's distributing the best player on the floor yeah. and he's yeah. able to control the pace. I think, like I, I mean, said, I, th- I, this season showed that you know. I mean, I don't think he would have won, should have won MVP because the team was not successful at all. But it showed how good he was. If he was just him, and he didn't have like any pieces around him, obviously, obviously Ubre, we expected him to play a lot better than he did. He was on my fantasy team. I quit fantasy because of him. Um, <laughs> but like, but you know, he has the potential to do really good. Yeah, I think. yeah. he did good. You know, honestly, I'm not. You know. I know it's a hot. I know your finals prediction is a hot take, but you have to remember, like before KD came, they were the best team statistically ever. Exactly. Yeah, we were. Like I said, we were just talking about that. Before yeah, and they had a bunch. Up, yeah, and they but had a bunch of down. old P, old players as pieces. Like they had uh, Sean Livington, Lo, Sean Livingston, uh, Livingston. Yeah, and then they had um, 
Uh, David Boga. Lee. Yeah, David Lee. Uh, who else do they have? They had. Um, I think it's David West. No, David Lee, bro. They had Mo, David West Mo as well. Spates, Maurice Spates. Maurice Spates. Uh, Iguodala. Yeah, Iguodala. Max Kellerman's favorite <laughs> player. <laughs> Give me Iguodala. <laughs> yeah. Remember when he said that? <laughs> I just think that there's. So, I mean, and it's not to knock the West because the West. I'm at heart. I'm a Kawhi fan. I th- at the end of the day, I want the Clippers to come out of the West. That's never happening. I think it's there's a good chance. I think nah, they were unfortunate this year if they if Kawhi hadn't gone. Down you got PG thirteen percent, and then you got he, he uh, played good playoff, this year, pandemic P. But this isn't the debate. But I'm just saying there's a lot of good teams. The Clippers are solid. Nuggets. I think with Jamal Murray back, will be back to a, a fairly good competitive team. Yeah. Now we have Phoenix. There's no way the Lakers are. You know, I love LeBron, but like, I really, he's like my favorite player, but I don't see how he can compete. Father Tom catches up with everyone, bro. Fortnite. But I was, I'll just say my prediction. I'm, I think it's going to be the, um, if the Nuggets are healthy, I think it'll be them and the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Whoa. That's, that's what I think. Whoa. But, but like like Michael said, I think the West is like really good, like better than we expected. Definitely, like who expected the Suns to do this good? Jokic is obviously like amazing. I think like the West is gonna be like the outcome is gonna be pretty unexpected. I think the bigger if isn't whether or not uh, the Nuggets are healthy, but uh, whether or not the Lakers are healthy. You know, uh, Anthony Davis is so injury prone; he can't seem to catch a break with that. And LeBron's getting old, and I mean. For a while there, he was the Iron Man. He'd basically never get injured, be out there for every minute of the game, and just go off every night. But, I mean, everyone has to get old. Everyone's muscles have to get weaker. Everyone has to get less athletic, and I think it's catching up with him. And if he doesn't get a a better supporting cast besides Kuzma and whoever the heck else he has, I think he's going to be in a lot of trouble, and he's going to realize that he's not the, the prime superstar that he once was. Yeah, um... I can kind of agree with Michael that a lot of people are forgetting about who the how good the Warriors were before they had KD. You know, they with Clay out, they've also got like young pieces like Jordan Poole. The dude's developed so much. With Steph out one game, he had 38 points a game in the game. He showed up in the play-in games, and with the starting lineup adding Clay, with him coming off the bench, I think they're going to be a really great team. You know, but. I don't think they're going to have uh, that much of a chance with Nuggets healthy, with the Clippers healthy, and the Lakers healthy. Here, um, Michael, I'll make this guarantee, okay? Like, I, I know like it, it all depends on the Lakers' injuries, which, which I totally agree with, but if LeBron beats the Monstars, they're going to the finals, okay? In Space Jam? Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if he can beat the Monstars. <laughs> There's no way, bro. He's got Clay. Clay's on that team. Damian Lillard's on that team. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Who does he have? Oh, you're about to, I know what you're about to say, bro. That's messed up, dude. I think you guys, you're gonna, you're gonna say I'm crazy for this, but I still think that LeBron is has something to prove um, in terms of championships. If if he can't win. What? The Lakers. He's got something to prove? I still think bro. he does. No, he doesn't, bro. He's, I, he's I either number one or number two. And he's, everyone's... Won, he's won championships 
but the vast majority of the time he has surrounded himself intentionally with very good players. That's what everyone does. His best, his not everyone, because there's many examples. Dirk okay. in 2011. Yeah, that's that. I agree. With oh, that. four Pistons. No, there's really no standouts. There was just a well-rounded. See, team. that's the thing. They played. They won one, and they never won again. Yeah, but I mean, if you think about it, the years LeBron didn't build a team around him and just played where he was, I mean, he won one. But then, I mean, obviously he was going against hard competition. But I still think that uh, in going to LA, uh, people expected a lot more, especially with all the moves he was making in the off seasons. Um, and I think one championship just isn't enough. But it's like he either had like a a really good team or like a trash team, like terrible. Like there was no like uh, his really. I think in in my opinion, his two really really good teams were the second year the Heat won the the second year Le- LeBron was in Miami when they won uh, against the Thunder. But obviously, like the Thunder were really young. Um, and I also think the Lakers team that won the championship were really good. All his other teams were not good. You know, a lot of people say, you know, I don't want to like sound like crazy or anything, but like Kyrie, okay, Kyrie, oh yeah, of course, when the Cavs won, um, when the Cavs won uh, the uh, finals, Kyrie, he hit that game-winning shot and they both went off, but like Kevin Love wasn't who we all thought he was going to be, you know? Even with the Lakers, uh, I totally disagree with trading. They traded their whole young core for AD. AD, they should they should have known AD is injury prone. Obviously, they they're gonna justify. Oh, we won a championship that that trade's justified. But they but they also said AD is gonna be like the next like uh the next Laker great. It's gonna be there even after LeBron's gone. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> AD is probably gonna leave once LeBron leaves or once LeBron retires. Because I I don't know why he keeps like you know. And we can transition to like our top five here. Uh, my opinion, it's like MJ, LeBron, Magic, um. Four is uh, man, this is hard. Okay, so it's uh, no, no. Four is Kareem, and then fifth is uh, oh my God, this is so hard. I hope you say who I'm thinking. I'm gonna um, get mad if you don't. You're gonna think I, I can't put Kobe in top five, bro. Whoa, <laughs> I can't put Kobe. Not in even top out of five. respect. Um, R.I.P. Two four. R.I.P. Kobe. Um. R.I.P. Two four. Wait, what would who, okay? I got like MJ, LeBron, Magic, Kareem, not nah, Larry. No, nah. I still I think I think KD is better than Larry. Not all, not all time because not Bill Russell. Bill Russell played against plumbers. I would argue KD is not KD's not me, top five. Bro. To me, when I when I talk about all time, I obviously skills, but I I do weigh in out accolades. I would say it's like a 70 percent skill, thirty percent accolades. I just think that KD doesn't have the accolades yet, but I do think skill-wise, he's most definitely better than. Dude, Larry he's Bird. never gonna have the accolades because everyone's gonna think he's a snake. I mean, his rings are basically bought. They're all so. bought. Okay, I'll say Kareem, and then I'll maybe say Wilt or Larry, or Tim no Duncan, Shaq. or Tim Dunk. No, I put Shaq number six. Okay. okay. I, I, I was I was thinking either. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Tim Duncan's top five. Okay, that's respectable. Here, I have pretty much the same exact top five. I have Jordan number one, LeBron two. And if I th- I think if LeBron wins another ship, I'll put him number one. Um, He's not winning it again. And then Did three. Did you see him in that last game, bro? This dude was like huffing and puffing. He can't even he can't even score I, anymore. I, I I wanted to talk about that. I think he I I don't think he was tired. I think he gave up. He was crying to the refs. He was flopping. He wasn't getting back on defense. I think yeah, that is despite what people say. I think 
even individual games like that are a taint on someone's legacy because it just who does that when you're supposedly the goat who just gives up on their team yeah they he down low, 12 he low key going did to give the up. fourth and he just entirely gave up and shut down because he wasn't getting his way but three i got magic johnson two four kareem and five kobe that's my top five okay that's like i guess like there's not gonna be too much differences but i would say lebron one magic two or not magic two uh michael jordan two kareem three magic four and then I would say either Kobe or, like you said with the accolades, Bill Russell. Because, uh, yeah, he played in, like, a trash era, obviously. But, I mean, you can't, like, hold that against him that he was born at that time. <laughs> like, yeah, but, like, but like 11 rings and, like, I think five MVPs. Like, that's, like, it's still insane, like, to this day. Like, you're not, you're not going to see, like, that extent with accolades. So, but, but, yeah, yeah, Kobe or Bill Russell, it's interchangeable for me. Yeah, my list is going to be pretty similar. Mine's going to be LeBron, one, MJ, two, Ma- MJ, uh, Magic Johnson, three, Kobe, four, and five. Kobe, four? four. Are you crazy? All right, go ahead, go ahead. Five, Kareem. Four. Kareem is better than Kobe, bro. Yeah. Come on, man. Top scorer of all time. Kareem literally has the one, yeah, has the one move that no one can ever defend. Yeah, that's true. And, and Kobe, like... Everyone, yeah, Kobe's obviously the probably the him and MJ are probably the two best competitors. But you can't have two of the same, basically the same players in the top five. MJ is literally a better version of Kobe, and Kobe had Shaq, like the the most unstoppable yeah. force, and he didn't win those MVPs. Shaq won those MVPs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to say, yeah. It's like if if Kobe got more like MVPs, which I think he got robbed of one or two, maybe. Steve yeah, Nash. exactly Definitely. with Steve Nash. No, no. Shaq got robbed with the Steve Nash. I don't know about MVPs. That. He got robbed those two trophies, bro. Look at look at Shaq's stats of those years that Steve Nash won. Okay, regardless, someone got robbed. Yeah. Okay, but then I also think if Kobe got one of those final MVPs that Shaq got, he would definitely be higher. Like you can't like, that's that's why it gives a good narrative to say that he got carried pretty much. But then if wait, what what number did you have Kobe at in your top five? Seven. Like Russell. Uh, okay. Well, then, if that's the case, why is Shaq not in there for you? Why, why say Kobe instead of Shaq, if you think? Because I think Shaq wasn't dominant as long as Kobe was. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah I think Shaq had a, like yeah. a like a smaller prime than than Kobe did. That's why. But but those years that he was dominant, he was the most dominant in the league. He won, so he won most dominant too. ever. Yeah, but that was like Dwayne Wade kind of. Dwayne Wade, Gary, yeah. So I'd say um, Shaq is either six or seven for me. See, I think a lot of people like uh, don't don't remember like because when Kobe was young, MJ was the guy, and then when um, yeah, when Kobe was young, MJ was the guy. When Kobe was winning those championships, uh, Shaq was the one winning the MVPs, and then when Kobe got to like later st- stages of his career, everyone was focused on LeBron and the Spurs because the Spurs like started their dynasty. So um, I think it's kind of unfair on him. But that's just how it is. Uh, Kobe's, you know, if Kobe isn't in your top ten, that's just disrespectful. Yeah. Um, he is definitely like top top three, like most competitive person ever. Like clearly, if you hear the stories about like how competitive he was, how he like tried to do like mind games and stuff, like he's crazy, like very competitive, and he won like everything. And that's why like so many people respect him. There's a lot of stories going out right now that like people 
like that are young right now have been impacted by Kobe, like Devin Booker. He yeah. cons- Devin Booker, Kyrie, they all consider the- Giannis. They all Tatum. consider him. Jason Tatum. They all consider Kobe like their like mentor. So, uh, yeah. Do you guys have anything else, Dad? No, just uh, R.I.P. Kobe. That's it. Yeah, R.I.P. Kobe. But uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. Appreciate it. See ya.